Blog Talk Radio. Listen, for those of you that are going through, for those of us that are waiting on His promise, understand God has not forgotten you. When times get tough, you got to look up to heaven and encourage yourself and say, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, I hope you are ready for tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We, we're going to have to see. You talking kind of slow earlier. Who, me? No, you know I'm always ready to do a show, Greg. Well, I tell you what, the person we have on tonight, Brian, is really, really going to help a lot of people. Absolutely, I absolutely. Wait. I can't wait. You know, Greg, it's funny because normally when I do a show, I always, I'm always ready and prepared, and I know exactly what I want to say. And then at the beginning of the show, my whole thoughts just change. You know, and everything that I think I want to say, I don't usually say it. It always comes out different. Right. Today, I'm not really sure all the questions I'm going to ask, but I know that when I start to ask questions, everything's going to fall in place. Mm. You know, I would say this has probably been one of the first shows where I didn't really try to prepare anything to say. Right. You know, or I didn't have an, an actual idea. And I think it's just because when I read up about our guests, I'm like, there's so much to ask her. Yeah. Where do I start? What do I what do I begin to ask? Yeah. I tell you what, Brian, one of the the main things that I, I at least I want to hit on is something that's spreading and a lot of people don't recognize it. We have a lot of people in this country and throughout the world that are dealing with depression. Mhm. They're dealing with depression. And the sad thing about it, they don't even understand that they're in you know, that they're depressed. They just feel, well, I just feel down today. But, Brian, that thing, depression is a very, very scary thing. And I'm pretty sure that we will get into that a little bit. And another thing, too, Brian, I think we'll also get into is the wonderful tool of knowing how to forgive once we know how to use that. And I'm pretty sure we'll talk about that tonight. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, Greg, I want to, again, like we've always been, like we have been doing in the past couple of weeks and in the past couple of months, start off again by talking about the country of Haiti. You know, if you haven't heard about the devastation in Haiti, then you must have just been born the other day. Mm. And as I watch stuff about what's what's still going on and the ongoing efforts, you know, it saddens my heart to know that people have actually stopped giving. People have stopped doing the, what it needs because I still hear people saying, hey, we need, we need, we need, we need. We're, we're, we've run out of this. We've run out of that. You know, and I know I've been giving faithfully every month, and I would admonish everyone that's in the sound of my voice to do the same thing. You know, and Greg, you know how passionate I am about uh, about people and about youth in particular. And, you know, just it was it was painful to watch you know the things that are going on in Haiti. Right. You know, especially when you see the orphan children and the and the kids that are crying and the little babies that are still being born right now. You know, and they don't have families or that family support. And so, what by whatever means that you decide to give, do something for the people of Haiti. Yeah. Because Lord knows they need it. Mm. Well, Brian, I'm ready. I'm ready for our guest tonight. And what's all right? Name? All right. Brian, can you see the topic for tonight? <laughs> Everybody was emailing me asking me about this topic. So I, I, yes, sir. I, I the topic for it. tonight. That was then, but this is now. Bring <laughs> her on. And we have with us tonight best-selling author and inspirational speaker Paulette Harper, breathing a fresh a breath of fresh air into Christian writing. Inspirational speaker Paulette Harper is a woman of purpose. Passion and power. That's all I gotta say. Yes, <laughs> and we welcome you to the Abundant Solutions Hour. I could have kept reading, but you know what? That speaks. That right there is a whole show in itself. Yes, it is. You know, yes, just a woman of purpose, of passion, and of power. If we just asked you to talk about purpose, passion, and power, we'd have to do ten shows. That's 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Well, thank you both, Brian and Greg. It's a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. I appreciate you having me here. Thank you. Thank you so much for for agreeing to come on. You heard me earlier talk about depression. What what do we need to know about depression? And and, and I want to get into that because on, on Facebook I'm on there all the time. Brian and I, we're always on there polling, asking people questions, and, and, and some of the emails that I get back, I'm reading them, and it's almost as if depression jumps out at me off of the screen, just just mm-hmm. listening to some of the things that people are going through. And it's like they're bringing the past. They're still dragging that. They can't let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what could you tell them about depression? And basically that was then, this is now. Yeah, the thing about depression, uh, and I can speak about it because it was something that I lived in for uh, several years, and I talk about this in my book. Um, Depression is a spirit, and first of all, we have to acknowledge that that is a spirit, and because we're spiritual beings, beings, our our fight, um, how we defeat depression, of course, is through the Word of God. And um, depression has signs. It has signs that um, tell you that um, it's prevalent in our lives. And some of the signs would be like low self-esteem or um, you have no zeal or no vitality anymore. You don't want to live anymore. And those signs lead to ultimately people wanting to end their own lives. And usually depression can come from many different um, resources, many different ways depression is comes upon, upon a person. It could be the loss of jobs or, 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 or um, you know, losing someone. Um, it could be um, a divorce. In my case, that's what it was. It can be so many things that we are so bombarded with in life in general that brings us to a, a breaking point where we are succumbed to a spirit of depression. And the only way that a person can really get delivered from that is, of course, prayer, the Word of God, and really acknowledging what it is and realizing that the only source to get us out of those um, that situation is through God himself. And I praise God that um, when I was going through all of that, he, he showed me exactly what it was that I could identify the things that were going on wrong in my life, and he gave me the grace to be able to face it and to conquer it. And that's why I can talk about the depression because I lived it, but I also know that God gave me victory in it as well. Wow. You know, I, I think it's important to also note that there are different types of depression that people go through, you know, I I can remember when uh, a friend of mine had gone through postpartum depression. And, you know, I was like, well, what's postpartum depression? You know, and she began to explain it to me because, you know, she had just had a baby. And while that should have been a happy occasion for her, she found herself, you know, going through all these different emotions and all these different mood swings. And she had gotten to the point where she actually hated her baby. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, and nobody could really understand what was going through her mind. No, nobody could really understand what she was going through. And then finally, her doctor said, "You're suffering from postpartum depression." Mm-hmm. You know, because she would say certain things, then people would be like, "What?" You know, she was mm-hmm. like, "I ain't feed my baby today." You know, I mean, just stuff like that. And it's like, "What do you mean you're not feeding your baby? The baby is two months old. You have to feed her." You know, mm-hmm. and so. You know, there are different things that people have gone through, and, you know, one of the things that I had ex- that I had not experienced myself but that I saw firsthand was postpartum depression, you mm-hmm. know. And um, I myself had actually gone through a bout of depression when I lost my job. You know, it wasn't yeah. long, but it was just the fact that I was, you know, thinking, what did I do? Why, why did I have to lose my job, and how am I going to prepare for, you know, mm-hmm. to feed my family and stuff like that? You know, so you go through those different emotions. But I think the key thing is that you don't let the old, those emotions get the best of you. Yeah, and that that is so important because once we allow those emotions to get the best of us, 
we give in to that. And whatever um, comes our way, we have no sense of, of being able to stand up against it. And so we have to learn how to um, to make a stance and then recognize what it is. And what you, something you had said that was real key was that um, we began to act so differently when we're going through whatever trauma, whatever brought that depression on. We have we respond differently, we behave differently, our our responses are so different and nobody will un, nobody understands us because it's 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 such a, a a struggle that we're going through. And so there is always hope for whoever is going through depression and I found that hope in Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now now but what about those that, and I'll say this, is it safe to say that to handle everyday situations and the bad things that happen, is it safe to say that you have to know the Lord for yourself and you have to have that relationship with him to overcome all these things? Well, I know personally I can't live without Christ. And if I was going through those things with him, the depression and the suicidal thoughts and the the low self-esteem, all those things bombarding me, and I'm in Christ. I can't even imagine being outside of Christ and not succumbing to those things that happen. So people that live outside of, of, of Jesus Christ, I don't know how they survive. I really don't because I can't survive without him. And so my whole life is hidden in him. And everything that um, everything that I am, everything that I will ever become, is is because of Him. And so I, that's one reason why I try to I try to you know share my faith with people, because the world is not going to bring hope to to us, uh, whether you're in Christ or not. The world is not going to offer you any hope. It's a facade. And so, um, you know, the world paints a picture that everything is 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 okay, everything is hunky dory, but in reality, it's not. And so, anybody that lives outside of knowing Jesus Christ, they are on their own. They have no one to help them, guide them, lead them, protect them, give them wisdom, give them instructions fulfill purpose. There are so many aspects to not even knowing Christ that we will never come into that fullness of who we are in him if we don't know him. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I want to uh, change gears just slightly. What was your inspiration in writing the book? Well, my inspiration in writing that was in This Was Now was really, uh, of course, uh, the Lord, but it was... Um, the, the chain of events that life had dealt me. It was going through the divorce. It was, I was married to a pastor. So it was me having to rediscover who I was. It was me trying to pick up the pieces of my life and, and allowing God to put me back together. I was broken. And in that brokenness, um, trying to find who I was, and in that God began to share with me and tell me, I, I want you to write what I did for you. Because I felt that, of course, I had a story to share with, with pastors' wives, with uh, women in ministry, because I was, I'm transparent and I'm open in my, in my book. And I share about my trials and my test, my testings and uh, those things that really came to kill and to, and to steal from me. But I also share how God gave me the victory in it. So really being inspired by God and really wanting my life to mean something to someone else so that God could get the glory in it and I can bring hope and inspiration and empower somebody that may be going through the exact same things, if not greater things than I had gone through. Mm. Wow. And you know what? You have to be transparent. And, and I want I definitely want to hit on that with you because you mentioned going through a divorce. You mentioned you were married to a pastor. How important is it for someone like yourself that's out, you're selling books, people see you speaking and this type of thing, and you're on the show tonight, and I'm sure you'll be doing a lot of other shows, how important is it for you to be transparent so others can see 
the light that's in you and know some of the things that you've gone through in your life. How important is that? I think you have to be transparent. I really do. I think it's it's the utmost importance of being transparent because people want to be able to identify with someone. How can I help someone if I have never gone through anything? How can I bring hope and, and empower women and bring encouragement and hope to someone if I myself have never experienced any trials, have never suffered, have never had haters, have never went through any, um, you know, the, the rages of life. If I've never experienced anything in life, I can't tell anybody that, you know, oh, I know how you feel. No, you don't know how I feel. So I'm in a position where I've lived, I've lived certain things in life that I can be able to identify. And so I take the mask off. There is nothing, you know, I don't have to pretend that I almost killed myself. I don't have to pretend like, you know, that I was at almost, at the, you know, the verge of a breakdown. I don't have to pretend those things because I want to be able to minister effectively to people that are there. And if I can bring hope to someone who is is battling, you know, at the very, if, if I can bring some hope to somebody at the very last hour and bring them out of whatever they're going through, then everything that I have gone through has not been in vain. And every tear I've shed, um, all my my pain that I've gone through, it would it would be all worth it if I could help one person. Mm. Yeah, awesome, mm. awesome, awesome. That you know, I'm really I'm I'm actually on your website, and for those who want to get to the website, it's www.pauletteharper.com, and that's P-A-U-L-E-T-T-E Harper.com. And the first thing that I just I just got stuck on the welcome page because. As I'm reading it, the one thing that, that stood with me, it says, Remember, your life is not your own, and one word, action, or deed can have a profound and eternal impact on the lives of people all over the world. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to, to explain that to us. Give us sort of an example of why it was so important for you to put that statement on your website. Well, because we don't realize the power of our words. And if I can share something with one person, if I could tell them God can, because we don't know what our neighbor is going through. We don't know what they did last night. We don't know what got them to where they are right now. But when God brings somebody to my path, and if I can tell them and bring some type of encouragement to them, to help them in their weariness and bring them out, it can have an internal uh, effect on them. Anything we say um, can either make or break a person. It can bring offense to a person or it can really edify someone. And I choose to edify people. And I want to be able to give a person a word and know what they need in the time and when they need it um, for those who are weary. And so it's real important that we learn how to, and, and our words are seasoned with salt, it, it's real important that we realize that our words have so much power and that it can bring a person um, either closer to Christ or away from him. And so my purpose really in writing that, because one, we have to realize that God has given us his word, and there's so much power and authority in his word. And whatever we speak to, into a person's life, the Bible says that um, there's life and death in, in, in our tongues. And so I choose to speak life into a person because those are going to bring some great fruit and eternal rewards, not just for me, but for that person as well. Hmm. What was it that caused you to want to reach out to others? I know you said that you, you decided, you made that up in your mind that that's what you wanted to do, basically, that you wanted to speak life into people. Was there a turning point in your life, basically, I, I guess what I'm saying is, have you ever hit rock bottom to the point that you don't want anybody else to be or go where you were? Yes. I, I hit rock bottom. I definitely did. And and when I hit rock bottom, um, I didn't know where or how I was going to get from where I was. Um, 
dealing with the, um, I mentioned earlier that I was married to a pastor. Mm -hmm. And so I was consumed at that point in my life with, with ministry and church and family, and I didn't know anything outside of that. And so when I got divorced, I had to find another church. Uh, First Lady had to, you know, find her another place. I mean, all these things um, were was, was part of me discovering, me finding who I was. So I was at a low point in my life, and I, I share this, I talk about this in my, in, in, in my book. And you can't get any lower than getting to a point where you know what, I want to kill myself. I don't think there's anything. There's, there's, my life is not worth anything. I'm, there's hope. There's hopelessness all around me and surrounding me, and so that is as low as somebody can get when they want to just end life because God is the giver of life. And so um, my desire really is to share with people, especially women, that even though something bad has happened, you've gone through a tragedy and life, that God, oh, my God, the scripture, one of the scriptures, one of my favorite scriptures is all things work together for good, and I'm living that. And I can tell people, you know what, no matter what you're going through, it's going to work out for your good. It's going to work out for your good. And I remember going through what I had gone through and God was still speaking to me, even in the midst of the cloud, even in the midst of the darkness, even in the midst of the warfare that I was going through. God was still speaking to me in, in all of that. And, and, and even him speaking to me, he gave me a word, better days are ahead. And so um, that carried me through everything that I had gone through, and God's word never returns void, and I'm living in such greater days now, and I can, I can share with people and tell them, you know what, it's going to be okay. God is going to work it out for you. God's going to get some glory in this. Just keep believing, keep trusting, and just take one day at a time. And, and God, in a, in a you know, month, two months, year from now, you're going to look back and you're going to say, woo, I made it, praise God. That's it. That's the ticket right there. You know, and I, and I think that there's so many people that they don't hear that enough. They don't hear that they have an opportunity to shine, you know, even in the midst of their darkness. You know, as I, as I listen to your story, you know, I can't imagine having to literally uproot myself from what I'm used to mm-hmm. and have to completely recreate my life. Because yeah. that sounds like what you had to do. I mean... When you think yeah. about it, you left your you left what was familiar to you when you left your church. You left your family, the people who you had been around and you know and fellowship with and live with and learn with and love with, you know. And you mm-hmm. had to do something completely different. And yeah. I'm, you know, again, and I, as I think about that, you know, that had to be not just incredibly tough, but incredibly painful, because I'm sure that you know, even though your marriage didn't work out that way. I'm sure you didn't want to lose those friends that you had made along the way. Yeah, and you're you're absolutely right. And it was painful for me because I, I had to um, reestablish myself in another church, and then I had to make friends all over again. And the sad thing about it is um, was the fact that even though me and um, the pastor had gotten a divorce. I didn't want to divorce the the people in the church. They and like you said, I had I had labored with them and prayed with them and 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 helped pastor them. And so it was it was like an umbilical cord got cut. Mm-hmm. And I had to really, like you said, I had to find me. I it was I had an Abraham experience where God said, get away from your family, everything that's comfortable to you, get away from the familiar, get away, and I'm a place, and I will take you to a place, and I'll show you when you get there. And that's exactly what it was. It was really I had to take steps of faith because everything was so new to me. And, and, and I was comfortable right where I was. And so I was in a place where I had to find God. I had to find my footing. I had to find my place. I had to find my purpose. I had to find and and 
and discover who Paulette was. And in the process of that, it was very painful because I didn't have anyone. And I know that that's how God wanted it. He wanted to uh, isolate me, and that's exactly what he did. He isolated me for a good four years, whereby I didn't see anyone that I had known before, church members, because God was doing an eternal work within me. He was healing me. He was bringing restoration to me. And he didn't want people to see me go through the process. And I praise God for that because once it was all done and I did come out of that and I became whole, then he started bringing people back into my life, people who I hadn't seen for years. And I I thank God for that process that he had brought me through, but it was painful. Yes, yes, I can imagine. I can only imagine how painful it was. Wow. You know, but the thing about it, it's it's like being at the potter's house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, when when the potter realized that the clay was that the clay pot wasn't what he wanted, mm. he just refashioned it. He used the same <laughs> stuff. He used the same stuff, and he just refashioned it into what he thought and what he seemed to be good. Yeah, that is that, that's so true. And the potter, when he is fashioning that clay, if it's not like he wants it, he pounds it. You know, he pounds it and until all that, that residue and, and all those those rocks and those pebbles are, are out and that, that, that clay is refined and it's all smooth and, and you can stay on the potter's wheel for a long time. Mm-hmm. And... You know, um, and I just, you know, I thank God for where I am. I thank God for what he has brought me to in the places that I, I'm, I am where I can share. I can write about my stories and, and, and share with people about the goodness and the grace of God. Absolutely. The, the wonderful thing, too, is uh, you have to try something different, and I think a lot of times we get so comfortable with doing the same thing over and over and over. It's like when we go to church, we're always looking to park in the same area. <laughs> when we go inside the church, we want to sit in the same, if if not in the same exact seat, we're going to sit in a similar seat, I mean, real close, in that, in, um, where you sat the last Sunday. If you just think about it, I guarantee that's probably what we're doing. But, you know, with with, with faith, you just have to walk. You can't see it. You just have to keep going. And there's so many people, again, that are dealing with depression, that are dealing with broken hearts. And, and that's something that I want to talk about, too, is, is the broken heart. Um, you went through a divorce. Are, are you open, or do you think you'll open yourself up to love again? Yes. In fact, uh, I am engaged. <laughs> oh, Brian. Wait, hey, Brian, we, you heard that? I gotta send the email out. She made it he is taking <laughs> him. <laughs> Tell him she's, she's almost taking. <laughs> Look, she said, "Listen, I, I'm glad she said it the way she said it. She says she is engaged. Now you think about the whole concept of being engaged. When you engage your break, you intend to do what? Get married? <laughs> no, no, no." You intend to stop, right? Yes, yes. So since she's engaged, that means she has she is committed to this action. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now she when I, when she says she's engaged to be married, that means she has committed herself to marry. That means that unless she disengages, mm-hmm. that means she's gonna go through with it, right? So yeah. Fellas, yes. It's just like <laughs> it's just like when you when you put your foot on the brake. Your break is engaged. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just had to teach that concept to a friend of mine because she said her cousin is engaged, but he's still open to options. Oh, okay. I'm like, uh, I don't understand that, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> she's like, open to options. He says, well, he's not married yet. I said, yeah, but he's engaged. Right. Committed to the fact that he's going to get married. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, but, you know, it, it, the other thing about what you just said is that's just God's testament to his love. Because here yeah. it is, you went through something. 
that was traumatic. Then you went through something that was even more traumatic. And then God got you all by yourself to clean you up. And, Greg, when, when he cleaned you up, no residue. there is no residue, see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> now that he's made you whole again, right? same stuff, made a completely new person out of you, mm-hmm. made a new vessel that he could pour into, right? and then he gives you somebody yeah. that, you, that yeah. you can compare him to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you would have met this man, and I don't know who he is, brother, you, pro- I don't know who you are, but you got to be a godly man. I, I'm almost convinced of that. <laughs> no, I don't even have this to. This is almost. true. <laughs> you truth. know it's right. Yes. <laughs> if you had met him during your bout with depression, the story would have been completely different. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. So God, God puts those people in the right place at the right time for the right purpose. Mhm. Mhm. You know, and I I'm a firm believer agree in with that. you. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. Um it's been 5 years. I've been divorced 5 years and um I remember um asking the Lord about um loving again because I did I went through that period of wanting to be affirmed and and um trying to um and 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 finding that God was the only one that that was going to affirm me. And I remember having a conversation with the Lord and saying, you know what, nobody's going to love me again. Mm. You know, the enemy putting thoughts in my mind, you know, when, 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 when they find out you was married to a pastor, of course you, it was your fault and this and that. I mean, all those things was, was going through my mind. And, um, and I asked the Lord, I said, well, I love again. And the Lord said, you will love again. And it it never had crossed my mind that I would never trust again um, because God built love within all of us. And you take a chance with anyone. And so um, I wasn't going to allow one failed relationship to stop me from loving again. And so... When God began to work with me and 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 heal me and bring restoration into my life, um, the timing and the purposes began to come together. And so, um, and and like you said, God God knows the perfect timing to bring certain people um, in your life. And for me, it it had been five years, but it had been a five year process that I got to know who I was, and I got to really get my relationship right with Christ. And and my 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 book came out, and then I, I wrote another book, and then I'm I'm doing a, another book that's going to be coming out entitled Completely Whole. That's going to be released in the next month. So God has been doing some wonderful things in my life of bringing total restoration to me. And um, and he told me without fail I would recover all. And so I'm I'm living in my recovery season right now. Mm. Well, let me ask you this. Without the divorce, without your pain, would these books exist? You know what? Um, that is such a hard question. I, well, I would definitely say no for my first book because that book was centered around my experience of going through the divorce. Um, I don't really, I don't really know if books would have come out of me because I, I, I believe that God, through the pressures of life, He pulls out gifts and talents within a person they don't even know that they have unless they're under pressure, and. For me, it was the pressure of life and what I had gone through that that pushed books out of me. So I don't really know if I would have been a writer. I don't know um, the course of, that I would have that God would have allowed me to take. But I do know for sure that my first book wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been able to write that because my story was based on me going through what I had gone through. Right. Right. And, and, the, and the reason I ask you that is because a lot of people, they look back over the things that happened in their life, and they want to erase certain things. Mm. But you can't mm-hmm. do that because God mm-hmm. knows exactly what he's doing. When you yes. were married to this pastor, God trusted you. Even though he knew the ending, the outcome mm. of that, he chose you for that marriage for 
a reason for a particular reason. He chose you to go through that, and he he and he had faith that you would go through it. You wouldn't go crazy. You wouldn't commit suicide because he's not going to put you in a position to where you can fail. And you did that. Yeah, that 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 is so true. Um, but getting to that point. Because once you, for me, being in um, all of that, when my life was just in a disarray and a mess, um, you don't know how you're going to get out of that, you know. And that's that's really where I was. I didn't know how. I, I had faith in God. I trusted the Lord. But I, sure de- I surely didn't have no faith and no confidence in Paulette because I was broken. And, um, and in that, coming out of that, I saw that God had so equipped me to handle that, I just didn't know I could handle it. And so strength was there all along, and it was, wasn't until I got out of that and I looked back and I said, wow, I was stronger than what I thought. And when you talked about, um, you know, the past and, 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 you know, forgetting the past, there are some, you know, my my book, That Was Then, This Is Now, is always going to be um, a present book for me because it's the book that really opened up the doors of opportunity for me to be able to minister uh, in places and touch people um, that I wouldn't probably normally not touch. And so I will always remember um the things that God has brought me from, because those are testimonies. And those are things that people can use to be stepping stones to help other people get out of whatever it is that they may be going through. And so it was really my past that catapulted me to where I am right now so I can fulfill my future. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, I want to ask this question. You know, given the current economic uh, situation in the United States, do you feel that more people are prone to having more uh, cases and issues with depression? I think so. I really do, Um, especially people who um, don't have Christ. Um, If you've lost your job and, you know, downsizing, and because one thing uh, just is a, a... a reflection of, of something else. I lose my job. My house is, is on je- my la- my house now is in jeopardy. All these things um, contribute to bringing a person to a place of depression. So yeah, the economic situation in which we're living in, sure it could. But I believe that um, that that God and and the the body of G- uh, the body of, of Christ um, don't have to. Uh, allow themselves to be part of the recession because I really believe that God, in the in the midst of recession and what we're going through, God can really um, increase the body of Christ, increase people and their finances. This is a great time for the body. It really is because it's a time where God can really show who who's in control right. and that he's right. he's not going to forsake his own no matter what the crisis is going to be because as long as we can call on God. No matter what state or season or time we're in, God said He would never forsake us. That's right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, we are in a time right now where big things can happen. Uh, all we have to do is believe. That's it. That's it. You, you have to believe, and, and believe it or not, I was just chatting with a young lady uh, that's going through some some rough times, and, and it's just hard for her right now. And when I tell her that she needs to believe and she needs to have faith, it's almost as if I'm talking a different language. She's 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 having a hard time understanding, and that I guess that goes back to what I don't guess I know it does. It goes back to what's your relationship with God? Mhm, mhm. What is it? And 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 that that is that is so vital. It really is vital. Um, it's hard to live in a society and in a world that is is an enemy of Christ. Right. And that's what the Bible says, that the world is an enemy of Christ. And so um, people that are going through some very, very hard times, if, if Christ is not the foundation, 
then the storms of life are going to come and they are going to wipe them out. And and God talks about this in, in the Word where the storms are going to come no matter who you are, um, the um, no matter how much you have in life, your title, storms and rains and trials are going to come to you and I. But if our foundation is not in Christ Jesus, then the storm is going, uh, we're going to get wiped out. We're going to get wiped out. But our foundation definitely has to be in Christ because he's the one that's going to sustain us and keep us in these hard economic times. Yes, absolutely. You know, and you hear people say that all the time, that God is my refuge. But, you know, when things go wrong, do they really believe that? <laughs> you know, I mean, I look at it, I look at my situation, and, you know, thanks be to God, I haven't seen a recession. I mean, Praise I know that there's been one, but I haven't seen one. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I, I would say even when there were cutbacks um, in my job where I work, where I do my nine to five, there were cutbacks there. I didn't see it. I didn't feel it. Hmm. Awesome. It didn't hurt. You know, <laughs> there were there were setbacks financially. Didn't didn't break me. You know, as a matter hmm. of fact, I gained ten fifteen pounds. <laughs> you see, and so I didn't I didn't feel the pinch of the recession, and I and I thank God for that. You know, mm-hmm. but even if I had. I wouldn't have worried about it for for much. I mean, I probably would have been concerned, but I I would have just put it in his hands, you know. And mm-hmm. that's because I understand what to do when you when you're in trouble, you know, because yeah. that's what the word says. He's a very present help, and you know, see the thing about being present is that when you're present, you get a present from his presence. <laughs> <laughs> you see, so I don't worry about stuff like that. You know, I'm, it may be on my mind. But it's never on the forefront of my mind. It'll be somewhere back there with the rest of the stuff that, you know, that I don't really care much about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, but like Greg said before, you got to be focused. you got to focus on what, what the goal is, you know. And I think that's something that people that suffer from depression, what they do is all the things that are very important that they should be focusing on, it's in the back. It's in the back mm-hmm. of their mind. They'll worry about that later. Right now they got to, you know, worry about, you know, all this stuff that is really not that important. You know, I would yeah. say other than food, shelter, and clothing, you ain't really got a whole lot of other things to worry about. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Um, I know in, in um, my first chapter in my book, it's entitled um, Built to Stand Through It All. So I open up by talking about, um, just being able to stand through everything. Your all could be different than my all. It's whatever we are going through at that moment. And so um, I opened up talking about being able to be strong, of course, in the Lord. But I give the um, the illustration of the um, the parable about the um, – our foundation. And so if, and it goes back to, you know, Christ being that that foundation for us. And so realizing that I know people are going through some very, very, very trying times now, but being able to say, you know, you can stand through it all. And I know for some people, yeah, that's those are just words. But no, really, you have to believe and you have to trust that God, sees you right where you are and that he's going to be your source of not only comfort, he's going to be your provision, he's going to do everything he said in his word for you right where you are, but we have to learn how to stand. Mm-hmm. That's so important. That's so important. That comes with faith. That comes with having that relationship with him. And and, and not to, to just continue to beat um uh, the part down about you and your when you were in your struggle and, and, and trying to come up and, and get yourself back together. Were you uh, steadfast in your stand while you were in your valley? I didn't. I didn't know nothing else. You know. I mean, even though I couldn't see tomorrow, 
I knew that there was nothing there. I, all I had, all I could do was walk, was keep walking and keep trusting God. I wasn't going to go back into the world. Um, I wasn't going to allow, um, you know, my emotions to 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 get the best of me to, uh, you know, drink or go back into drugs or anything like that. Um, I had to just really take a day at a time. I couldn't think about how next week was going to be or plan for next year. I just had to to think about right now, and 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 how God was going to get me through right now. And so it's a walk of faith. It really is a, a walk of faith. And so people have to realize that as they're walking uh, with Christ, that everything in life is going to come at them, but that God is going to bring the, the um, bring them through it. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I tell you what, this has been a powerful, powerful Show, and I mean, it's really helping me. I'm sitting here taking notes and everything. I don't know about Brian, <laughs> but I, I know I know that I am. And uh, it, it's just a it's a, a beautiful thing uh, for someone such as yourself to go through a dark period in your life. And it's almost as if we're listening to a miracle happening right before us. Yes. Mhm. And it's, I, it's, I believe so. Yeah, it's just a beautiful thing because a lot of people that were in your position. A lot of them are no longer here. A lot of them, mm-hmm. they, they took their life. They're, they're out on the streets right now doing crazy things because they turned to what they thought was the answer. They mm-hmm. turned to the bottle or the pills or the shots or whatever it was that they turned to, and you decided to turn to God when you were in the middle of your valley and being married to a pastor. Some people would become angry. And Brian has heard, you know, he's heard me say this a lot of times. Life will do two things to you: it'll either make you bitter or make you better. And uh-huh. it seems like it's making you better. Yeah, it, it actually did. And it's funny that you would mention that because um, chapter two of my book is entitled "Don't Get Bitter, Get Better." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I talk about the story with Naomi and Ruth. And uh, and you're right. You can either allow things that have gone on to either make you a better person or you're going to be mad and you're going to be bitter. And so um, I use that particular story because Naomi was um, extremely mad at God. And the scriptures, it, it, it didn't sugarcoat it. Uh, it was plain and said that she was angry with the Lord for what he had had allowed to happen in her life because and and she didn't know the end thing. She didn't know how it was going to end for her. She didn't know that God had had, had another plan and purpose for her life. But and that's that's really where we have to be. That we can't allow things to make us uh, bitter, because if we allow the Lord to really um, do what He's going to do in our lives to bring out greatness within us, then we have no. Uh, the only thing we can do is be better. In what in, in in everything that has gone our way, and I had a choice to make. I was either going to allow what had um, transpired in my life to either uh, make me better or cause me to be angry with God and bitter with Him and bitter with 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 everyone. But it didn't. God um, used that situation in my life to bring me to a place of not only wholeness but to 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 birth writing within me. I've never I I didn't grow up wanting to be a writer. I only started writing three years ago and that was right after um um I was going through my divorce and um as soon after my divorce was final, that's when I started writing. So God is able to just birth things within us if we allow him the process that he chooses to take us through. Absolutely, wow. I believe that one. Yeah, that's, 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 that's good bread, Brian. Yes, sir. And I like I like the way she said. He said she said, God will birth things through you. And see, you got to understand the birth process. There's going to be some labor pain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be some sleepless nights. There's going to be some morning sickness. But the mm. end result is that now you have something that you can present. You know, yeah. that is something that yeah. has come from you 
through your hard work, through your pains, through your labor, through your trials, you know, you can present something that when it comes out, it's pure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, and, and, you know, we got about 10 minutes before the show ends. I want you to give out your contact information now and right before we end the show because I want people to get an opportunity to learn more from you and to purchase your book and also to follow you on Twitter, on Facebook, on MySpace, and the other social networks that you may have. Yeah, okay. Um, my website is www.paulatteharper.com. And on my website, um, I have my events on there, places that um, I'm speaking at or book signings that I'm doing. My calendar is, is, is on there. And then I'm also on Facebook. They can connect with me on Facebook and, like you said, on Twitter as well. My email address is info at paulettharper.com. Um, they can also uh, find my books on um Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Borders, um, on all the um, at any bookstore that they go to. If they don't have a copy of my book, they can also order my book. So my book is is available, and uh, there's excerpts on my my uh, web page um, in regards to that was in this is now. There's excerpts about my second book that I um, I did an anthology entitled Victorious Living for Women, excerpts on there, and then my next book that's coming out uh, next month, entitled Completely Whole. They can find out a lot about me on my website. Now, do you have your, your the date that you're getting married? Is that posted on there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't post that. Giving you a hard time, but I, I'm just, I'm just happy that you were able to open your heart back up and trust God enough uh, to allow Him to send you your Adam. And I think it's just going to be a beautiful thing, and we're just so happy for you. Well, I thank you very much, and I'm getting married in June of this year. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Right. Countdown right. has begun. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And, and, and are you are you feeling like the 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 young bride that just nervous? Everything has to be perfect. It just has, you know, everything has to be in line. And now June is just right around the corner. It's going to be here so fast. Yeah, and this is true. But no, I'm not nervous about it. Um I'm just I, we just going to have a simple uh wedding. Oh, Nothing, you know, we're not going all out or anything like that. Now, if it was my first wedding, it would probably be a little bit different. But it's it I don't need to do all that stuff. Um I I'm just glad that God brought the man of God into my life and um mo- what's most important is that um we love we love Christ. We love the Lord, and we want to um, commit to one another and do ministry together, and fulfill purpose and destiny for which God has created us. Well, awesome, awesome. Mm, mm. Well, you know Nothing what? I, I want to say. I want to ask this question, Brian. Now about this marriage thing. Now, <laughs> why do the men have to come through the back door of the church, and the woman gets to come through the front door of the church? Oh, you, you, uh, know what I mean? you know what I mean? Have you ever seen that? Have you seen like when when the guys they come into the church, they come from the back and they'll stand up and wait on the bride to come in, and she comes through the the front part of the night. Something wrong with that. Well, I admit, I I never looked at it like that. Me either. <laughs> yeah. And and. Poor fella got to stand up there for all the people, and she's oh, it's 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 a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. I'm just I'm just having fun, but uh, I feel well. Like well, well, thing well you know what? Maybe he coming from the back, but he's at the head Uh-oh, of the I church. Well, I, I okay, Brian, he's yeah. at the head. <laughs> I hear right. it. I hear it. He, okay. he at the head, and I so. I guess that's a good way to look at it. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to look at it. I guess, and you know what? Another thing too, I guess the the, the people the people in the church, I guess they get to really look at him a little bit longer than they do the the uh, 
bride, I guess, too, huh? Yeah, they get to check him out. They get to check him out. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little twist. Yeah, he's up there sweating bullets and everything and hoping and probably about to pass out. Oh, poor fellas. (laughs) That's why we're doing it real simple. Good, good. That's why we're doing it real simple. No, not at all, not at all. Good. I think Brian was going to ask you something before I cut him off. No, I'm just letting you do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, don't, he, don't, he don't want to cross over into that. Uh-uh. He don't want to cross over into it. I mean, I know he being safe. Yeah, we, we can't change it. All we have to do is just show up that day. So we we don't right. have too much to say so. <laughs> this is true. This is but, true. But when the Bible says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing, is that is the, oh, boy, that is so powerful. If, if, and, and And tell me if I'm wrong. We have about four minutes left, but tell me if I'm wrong. A lot of women, they go looking for the husband, and and I hear so many people saying that's wrong. It's it's just like the word says, a man that findeth meaning is the man always supposed to be the hunter. Um, I I think the man is supposed to be the hunter, but I think the the woman needs to put herself in places where she can be hunted. Prepared. Yeah. Prepared. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. So if she is, if if she is, you know, always at church, and if he's not there, she ain't gonna be found. Mm. So she needs to go out, you know, and and find places where she can network and socialize and meet other people outside of the four walls. So she has to make herself available mm. where he can uh, find her. So yeah, he ha- he finds her, but she has to make herself and put herself in a place where she can be found. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that. I, you know, there's a lot of young women listening, and women that that uh, are looking to be married at some point. And I, I think it's just good information too. We joke around a little bit, but it, it is you know, marriage is a serious thing, and a, a lot of times we get beat down by life and just certain things that, that happen. And, and I'll say this to anyone, just because it didn't work out the first time, you can always try again. Yes, definitely, definitely. And that's why I left myself open for love, because I didn't want to um, have keep a stigma about men, that men are all the same, because men are not. And so, um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I wasn't going to allow one that relationship to spoil the promises of of a great relationship that God can bring my way. But women, um, I know, when men too, when they come out of one bad relationship, sometimes there's a stench there. Sometimes they're hardened, their hearts are hardened, and they don't want to come into a, another relationship. But then you, 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 you cut off any kind of blessing that God will bring into your life, into your life because of a bad relationship that you had previously, and I, I wasn't going to go there. And, Brian, and for everybody that's listening, please go on her website. You can see just how happy this young lady is. <laughs> Absolutely. Beautiful pictures. I mean, she she looks so happy, and we're just again. I mean, I can't say it enough. We're just extremely excited about you uh, opening your heart back up and just trusting God and knowing that He's doing the right thing in your life as always, and you are doing the right thing as far as following and listening to Him. So I, I, I thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. Well, thank you, uh, and Brian, uh, so much. Um, I do appreciate it, really. It has given me an opportunity to really share uh, about uh, what, God is, what God is doing in my life. So I, I appreciate you, uh, Greg and Brian, for giving me such a, an opportunity and a platform to do that. Yes, and, and remember, you and I, we're supposed to talk, I think, tomorrow or Friday. We're going to talk about doing something else, so... Uh, people just be on the lookout. We're coming to Facebook. We have something up our sleeves. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yes, and I'm sure All Brian right. has some closing remarks. Yes, sir. I was going to say, with that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we thank you for joining us tonight. We also thank you, Ms. Harper, for sharing with us tonight. 
And we ask everyone that that, uh, listens to the show, and even if you don't, to listen and go back, download this show, because I guarantee you there's something in it for you. We thank you, and we say good evening to you. God bless you all, and see you next week. God bless you. Thank Thank you. you. God bless you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.